0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Prisciles Dominguez. Let's get it. alright y'all so we are in the second episode in this series that we're calling sow the seed series right this is based on our so the seed summit from earlier this year um and we're just doing it for the month of november 2021 which includes guests who spoke and taught and preached at our so the seed summit and today's episode is with a guest speaker named Catherine george who is one of my closest friends i love her so much um and she is an afro-latina performer director writer and educator from the bronx by way of the dominican republic She received her BA in theater from Brooklyn College and is currently pursuing an MFA in acting journey at Columbia University. She is a woman who loves God, loves his word, and wants to continue to pursue him and does it in a very intentional and healthy way. So today's episode, she is teaching us on sowing seeds of faith. And we may think, oh, faith, that's basic. If you believe in God, you have faith. But really, if you think about it, faith is a huge part of our our faith and it really requires us for us to go take steps so it can grow it should never stay the same it should never be stagnant and so on this episode you'll hear her teaching on bible stories and scripture that will hopefully encourage you and go help you go deeper into really growing in your faith because our faith um, needs growth a faith needs to continue to elevate so here is Catherine george teaching us on sowing seeds of faith
1: hello everyone
0: thank you so much
1: for tuning into the sow the seed summit we pray that you've been enjoying and been edified by everything that you've experienced so far i'm beyond excited to speak to you about the topic of faith today i want to take a moment to acknowledge that many of us perhaps even all of us have experienced a testing of our faith like never before so many people are experiencing grief fear and a lack of vision for what is to come after this in short Our faith in Jesus, our faith in his promises over our lives, our faith over who he is and who he made us to be have all come under attack. If you're experiencing any of this, please know that you are not alone and no shame or condemnation for any thoughts, words, or actions that may try to keep you in bondage have any power over the mighty name of Jesus. This is, however, an opportunity to recognize where you are and maybe refocus your vision on the true savior. Because guess what? There will be it after this. So for the next couple of moments, I wanna spend time looking at a few pieces of scripture that highlight the importance of faith and the life-changing power it can have in all of our lives. The title of this message is called journeying the mountain. Before we take a look at the scriptures, let's take a moment to honor God by going before him in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for bringing us together, Lord. I thank you for each and every single person that's tuned into this summit, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence, to learn from your scriptures, to experience your supernatural power, to experience deliverance and healing, peace, joy, to experience all that you have to offer us, Lord. I ask that this message will transform the the places and the homes um of all the people that are watching lord and i pray that it be a blessing to each and every single person that's tuned in lord thank you for the opportunity to spend time in your presence we worship you we love you it's in jesus name i pray amen okay so i have to start off this message by giving god praise for his breathing living word the bible is Everything y'all it gives us a basis for all of us to study and meditate and model our lives after There isn't any aspect of the human condition that can't be found in the scriptures We are given insight into the brokenness of humanity and our desperate need for a savior and how God meets our needs by giving us access to Jesus The entire bible is a love letter It points to how much God loves us and how there has always been a redemption plan for his children. We see specifically how God has used all of his creations, people, animals, nature, to reflect his glory. In the Bible, we can see the magnitude of his power when human beings have encountered God in nature. All throughout the Bible, we've seen transformation happening at the top of mountains. God meeting his children to commune with them, to give them instruction, to let them know he is available to them. We can use this text literally and also look at it metaphorically to draw parallels to our own lives. Metaphorically speaking, we can relate the feeling of being on top of the mountain to when we feel God is nearby when we witnessed the miracle that came with simply being in his presence, when we felt everything in life was going great. You've maybe got the promotion or the opportunity you prayed for. Relationships are thriving. You're feeling great about yourself. You got a great rhythm going, (laughs) but I want to talk about what happens when it's time to come down the mountain into situations that may leave us full of uncertainty, filled with fear, possibly even having to endure pain. Let's turn to Matthew uh, 17, verses 14 through 21 in the ESV version and jump into what scripture has to say about this. The scripture states, and when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son for he has seizures and he suffers terribly, for often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, And it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Just to give you all a bit of background about the book of Matthew, although it is never explicitly stated, we attribute the gospel of Matthew to the disciple Matthew, who scriptures refer to as a tax collector. Theologians believe that Matthew's gospel was written primarily to a Christian Jewish community during a time when the relationship uh, between the Jewish Christians and the non-Jewish Christians were at odds with one another. This is important because we see how in this particular gospel there is an emphasis on proving who Jesus was, which is super important, we'll speak about that a little later, and the fact that That he is the fulfillment of the jewish scriptures so there was an emphasis on proving who jesus was and the fact that he is the fulfillment of the jewish scriptures there are a few things that stand out to me about this text just a couple of scriptures before jesus peter john and james we at the top of a mountain where Jesus had literally transfigured before their eyes, and these disciples were able to witness firsthand the voice of God and the declaration of Jesus being the Son of God. One can imagine the discontent Jesus felt right afterwards being at the foot of the mountain at the prospect of his disciples being unable to cast out this demon and being unable to bring this young boy healing. He had literally left a moment of glory at the top of the mountain and was met with faithlessness at the bottom of it. This moment can be compared to the story of Moses and the golden calf in Exodus chapter 32. The chapter starts off with, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Jumping to verse seven, it states, and the Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them they have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshiped it and sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. (laughs) Moses, being gone for a bit too long for the Israelites, although the scripture tells us the Lord said that they had turned aside quickly, was all it took for them to doubt God's promises over their lives. The feeling of abandonment bred in them unbelief. The feeling of being lost, of not knowing what would come next, caused them to fall into the trap of creating a dumb idol that ultimately couldn't lead them anyways. How often do we fall into the trap of creating an idol out of the things that ultimately can't do anything for us? How often do we, because of our lack of faith in what he has already established for us, assume the position of creator, try to rush God and take matters into our own hands to decide what's best for us. God had already saved the Israelites from affliction in Egypt, had provided for them in the wilderness, and they even were able to witness his presence in all of his glory and at the foot of the mountain they still gave in to unbelief. He goes on to call the people stiff-necked, which is an image that reflects the difficulty of turning a stubborn animal like an ox or a horse. God calls the people of Israel stiff-necked while Jesus refers to the people who surround him as a faithless and twisted generation. Failing to believe is something any of us can fall susceptible to. No matter the time or place, the Bible is clear, and I'm sure we can track all the times doubt has been a driving force behind our actions instead of faith. However, the story of the little boy shows us there are clear consequences to not operating in faith. We see that had it not been for Jesus appearing in that moment, the boy could have remained afflicted, This little boy was being burned by fire and falling susceptible to the dangers of being thrown in water as a result of this demonic force. So here's a couple of things you can do and, or you can meditate and focus on when you find your faith being affected. Number one, go to Jesus first. In the story of the boy, we see the disciples pull away from the crowd, to spend private time with Jesus in order to ask him why they could not heal the boy. The world can point to our failures and can chalk them up to straight up lies, y'all. People can speak from their own traumas, their own insecurities. People can speak from misinformation. So for the best counsel, we have to go to Jesus first. When comparing the account of this story in Matthew to the account in Mark chapter nine, verse 13, in the NIV version, it says, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. These were people who were still under the law. These were the religious people who failed to recognize Jesus for who he was as the son of God and the one who had ultimate authority. These were the people who, under the law, didn't know the power of grace personified. Other versions say the scribes were arguing with them. Either way, the disciples were being met and challenged by people who were struggling to believe Jesus and his authority. Be very careful of the crowd you surround yourself with when journeying the mountain. In the moments of failure, of confusion. Let's learn from what the disciples did here and draw near to Jesus. They felt comfortable enough to ask him what it was about that experience that caused them to slip up. We see clearly that after Jesus's rebuke came a moment of learning. So yes, they experienced Jesus's rebuke, but Jesus also loved them enough to teach them. They didn't stay bound because of condemnation. They were convicted and went to the one who had been journeying with them. If you find yourself in a low place while journeying the mountain, the only one you can find the answers in, the only one who can give you peace, who can redirect your steps is Jesus. The second thing you want to keep in mind is assess your thought patterns and remind yourself who God is and who you are in him using God's word even as christians we feel fear god gave us fear as an emotion as a psychological and physical response that can be used to protect us from danger however there's another form of fear which can be detrimental to our journeying the mountain this type of fear is misplaced faith faith in the opposite of god's goodness his grace, his healing, his provision, and all of the things that he is. This type of fear is faith in what is opposite of God. This type of fear can also lead to mistaken identity. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this message, it's important to get clear on who God is. We tend to forget who God is and as a result, We also tend to forget who God created us to be when we're led by this type of fear. Israel had forgotten that they were the chosen community of God by the time that Moses had come down from that mountain. They had forgotten all of what God had already done for them. They had forgotten that God had designated a promise that was special just for them. When Jesus came down the mountains, we see how the disciples had traded in their power and authority for unbelief. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 in the ESV states, "We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ." Turn to God's word to investigate how his character has manifested in the scriptures when confronted with any issue that may come up for you. Grab a hold of these thoughts as they arise and submit them to the word of God. Remind your thoughts all that God is. Meditate on what he calls himself because he doesn't lie. The world will try to demean God and will speak incorrectly on who he is, but he names himself all throughout scripture. Remind yourself that he is El Shaddai, which translates to Lord God Almighty, All-Sufficient One. El-Ilyon, the Most High God. Adonai, Lord the Master. Jehovah-Ra, the Lord my Shepherd. Jehovah-Rapha the Lord that heals. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Jehovah Setkanu. the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Mekadeshkem, the Lord who sanctifies you. Elolam. the everlasting God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. These are only some of the identities he attaches to his character. God, can be anything his children require him to be at any given moment. He will meet you in the form you need him during the moments of difficulties in your life. Number three, another thing to consider and to do is to lean into prayer and fasting and being intentional with your devotional time with God. I wanna preface this by saying, God is not a transactional God. I'm not saying, to use fasting as a way to try to manipulate God into doing what you want. His will is above ours, but fasting is an ancient practice that has been proven to be effective in making space for our faith to grow. Fasting denies us of our flesh and refocuses on God's character. God clears our minds and hearts of pollution brought in by the world in our flesh we are able to come into contact in a more significant way with the authority we have in Christ as a result of starving the flesh in order to feed our faith. In the same story of the possessed boy in the Gospel of Mark, the story ends with Jesus saying that there are demons that will only come out by prayer and fasting. Number four, Number four, (laughs) part of journey the mountain also includes leading into community. Plug into a network of people who love God and will remind you of your place in the kingdom. Plug into relationships with people who you can be honest with. If you can't be honest with the people around you, you won't be challenged and you won't grow. Even if you find yourself in quarantine and in isolation, there are ministries and organizations that are working extremely hard to foster community. I have found myself being inspired when attending We Are Full events, even virtually, and hearing testimonies of women who got connected through this ministry and found community in each other. Being a part of a successful community means both reaching up and reaching back In the climb by reaching up you're allowing others to support you and by reaching back you're providing support to others our faith is not just for us when we lean into the authority that comes with being a follower of jesus there is an opportunity for the lives of the people around us to be transformed as well if you've been following jesus and haven't already done so I wanna encourage you to ask God to open your eyes on how you can serve the people around you. It can be through friendship and camaraderie. It can be by meeting a tangible need for someone if you feel in a position to bless people financially. You can bring glory to God without having to preach to anyone, simply by asking God the way he's calling you to serve, who he's calling you to serve, and letting him lead you into the how you're called to serve them. If other people's lives aren't impacted for the better as a result of our yes, then there's a crucial part of the calling he placed over our lives that we're missing out on. You might find yourself surprised at how through serving others and God allowing you to be a part of someone else's testimony, how that can maybe strengthen your faith along the way. So just to recap, when you feel your faith a little low, number one, go to Jesus first. Number two, assess your thought patterns and remind yourself of who God is and who you are in him using God's word. Number three, lean into prayer and fasting and being intentional with your devotional time with God. Number four, lean into community. And the final piece, this kind of connects to number four, but the final thing you can do when you feel your faith being affected is to remember every mountain you've climbed in your life. Make it a habit of sharing your testimony and praising God for how he made a way when you needed him. Scripture tells us in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus, and by the power of the testimony my prayer for all of us is that we never get bored by our testimony my prayer is that we never become indifferent to the day-to-day miracles god provides for us day in and day out that we can look back at the end of our time on this earth and say sometimes i failed sometimes i messed up i was imperfect I was not always worthy. I didn't feel worthy of the grace that I received. But the God I served never stopped loving me and believing in me as his child, even when I didn't believe in him. Even in the moments of pain, of confusion, of grief, of disillusionment, of disappointment of unanswered prayers of unanswered questions he never went back on his promise to love me and he filled me with so much love that it inspired others to learn who they were made who they were made to be in Christ and who he was to them and because of this they were able to join me in the freedom the deliverance the healing the peace and the everlasting joy that came as a result of falling in love with him i want to share one final verse with you that i feel encapsulates what all of our stories have the potential to be if we hold on to our faith while journeying the mountain psalms 40 verse 3 says he has given me a new song to sing (laughs) a hymn of praise to our god many will see what he has done and be amazed they will put their trust in the lord thank you for spending these moments with me thank you for your time and god bless you on your journey
0: I hope that bless y'all and that y'all just got all you needed from that sermon and that teaching. It was really, really good and really powerful. And so just to get a little bit more glimpse into the Sow the Seed Summit, it was a virtual summit we hosted earlier this year. And if you register today or any point before the end of this year, you get all the content until December 31st. So make sure you go to the link in our show notes to get it. It's 15 plus speakers, meditations, all different kinds of resources so you can continue to grow in your faith and live your most full life that God has given you. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or a view, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PerselliesPD.com or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.